Hey everyone, Allie here. Welcome back to Allie Knows Best. Today, I'm really excited to be talking to you all about my daily practice and how I incorporate gratitude and self-care into nearly everything I do and hopefully give you all some recommendations for starting your own gratitude and self-care practices. Today, I'm going to talk all about my gratitude practice and what radical self-care means to me. I get DMs about this on Instagram all the time, emails, um, it comes up in conversations for me, and my gratitude practice is really what got me through 2020. Um, so be prepared to get into some woo-woo shit because, you know, <laughs> I love it. So first of all, I want to mention that my practice is uniquely mine and it's sacred. It's something I've worked to cultivate through my own healing journey, my journey with my mental health, um, learning triggers and uncovering my trauma and all of that. It's important to outline what's going to work for you and to cultivate it and to keep showing up for yourself because I've learned that if you don't show up for yourself, no one's going to show up um, and it taps into your subconscious self-worth and how important that is just in every aspect of your life. So I'm going to get into really what my daily gratitude practice looks like and I really don't like the term morning routine because I feel like especially in the wellness industry, it's like such a hot button like marketed thing that, okay, if I structure my day with like loads of meditation and yoga and all and the right like matcha and blah, 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 then I'm going to have a perfect day, which is not necessarily the case, but it is like building the foundations to have a successful day where you feel in alignment with your highest self. Um, so for me, I wake up and I'm not an early morning person. I've just come to terms with that <laughs> at almost 30 years old. It's taken me that long to figure out. Um, so I go downstairs. I begin boiling my water for my French press coffee. And this just like that physical act of switching that button is kind of like, all right, we're starting the day now. Um, and then I, so I begin to make that and I move into my journaling and my morning pages. And this has taken me a long time to kind of figure out what that looks like for me specifically, because I thought there was like a right or wrong way to journal, which there isn't. I like the idea of morning pages because you're just getting the thoughts out of your head from right when you wake up. And I do this before I look at my phone. I mean, yes, I use my phone as an alarm. So like I know <laughs> that I have messages, emails, things that I need to respond to, but that can wait for an hour. Like the world is not going to end if I don't check notifications right away. So I do my morning pages and sometimes honestly, it's like a paragraph of mumbo jumbo. And then other times it's like five pages of free-flowing thought that just comes so naturally to me. 
And then when I feel like I've kind of gotten to a stoppy, stopping place with that, I've had my coffee. Um, usually I walk and listen to a podcast. And this is just because the way I, I have the ability to structure my day, which is a massive blessing, I understand. But if I don't listen to something that's either lights me up or is inspiring, like in the morning, I usually don't set myself up for success. So I really love listening to, if I have time, the expanded podcast with Lacey Phillips. Usually her episodes are a bit longer, but her guests are just so um, potent and powerful and interesting to me, especially in my own healing and manifestation process. I also love Marie Forleo. I think if you're an entrepreneur or thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, she is just someone I come back to all the time. And then I love Call Your Girlfriend because it's just fun and it's just no bullshit. Like, (laughs) here's two friends talking about anything and everything. So I come back from my walk um, and... One thing I should mention is during my walk, and sometimes I don't get have time to take it in the morning, but I always try to get out in nature, just like um, practice grounding into my senses with breathing, feeling the sun on my face, um, feeling the wind. I live right by the beach, so it's there's a lot of different things happening, smelling the ocean air. Um, And that's a really great way to calm your nervous system, too, if you are feeling anxious, is tapping into all your senses. So then, yeah, back to the woo-woo shit. So I get home. I Palo Santo my entire space. Um, I believe that cleansing energy in the air is really important. Um, Even if it's just, again, a practice or ritual, it feels effective to me personally, Um, And then I turn on my diffuser, so I have my essential oils, and I, again, practice grounding breath and just putting my feet flat on the floor and, and kind of telling myself, like, okay, whatever happens today, like, you're in control, everything's going to be okay, and, like, you likely won't get through your entire um, to-do list, and that's also okay. That's something productivity guilt could be an entire episode in itself, Um, and then lately, um, because it is, we're recording this in the end, very end of the dumpster fire of 2020, I've, I've been pretty anxious starting the day. So I usually do take some form of CBD tincture just to kind of, again, calm and ground myself. And my two favorites are from winged CBD. If you've followed me. On Instagram the past couple years, I've promoted the heck out of them, and that's because their products are great. And then I also love Cosmic View, which is another women-owned CBD brand and cannabis. And then I also use a um, lavender CBD. That's my favorite essential oil. It has a lot of calming uh, properties, and I do a rollerball just on my pressure points. Um, Just again grounding, breathing. Those are things and tools that you can always come back to. I used to think that, ah, no, those don't really work. It's kind of BS. But now that I've been doing it for years, I'm like, I couldn't imagine my life without them. And it really does help me tap into source energy and that gratitude, even when I'm feeling stuck or lost or anxious or alone, which 
are, you know, totally normal, valid feelings that come up all the time, especially when you're working for yourself. And then part of this gratitude practice is also just when something really awesome does happen. And I've I've learned to not qualify like everything that's a win by by its size, I guess, if that makes sense. I'm more I'm just like, oh, OK, this is a small win. And then I, I think to myself or I say out loud, thank you more, please. And I say this a lot when I'm on my walks just because I'm in awe of like where I'm living and the the fact that I do get to structure how I work and the work that I'm doing, especially during a time when so many people are out of work and don't have that power. So I realize how lucky and privileged I am. And then I do want to mention just back to the breathing um, exercises, because if you're not familiar with uh, breathing and breath work, I love just inhaling for four, holding your breath for four, and exhaling for either four or eight seconds. And you can count however slow or fast you want, but that's again usually when I I catch myself feeling like things are out of control or I haven't tapped into that gratitude all day. This is usually, I would say, happens for me in like the 2.30 p.m. slump when I'm like, "Uh, I probably have a couple more hours of work in the day, but like, let's practice gratitude here, Allie. Have a lot of dialogue with myself, obviously. Back to the anxiety. I do have anxiety disorder. I mean, I feel like I don't know anyone who doesn't have some form of anxiety or depression, especially coming out of this year, which is, again, totally, uh, I don't like to use the word normal, but it's it's valid and it's an experience. Um, and I really love doing yoga, which if you know me, that's like a huge practice and part of my gratitude practice and self-care practice. And a few years ago, I did discover yoga with Adrienne. She is awesome, just has great energy. You can feel through the YouTube screen. (laughs) Um, And I, I usually go to her videos when I'm feeling, again, anxious or out of alignment because she offers so much. Like some days... I'll be like, okay, I only have five minutes to practice or maybe I don't even watch a video. I just like sit on my mat and feel into my hips because hips, our hips hold a ton of our trauma um, and a lot of negative emotions or emotions that are icky that we don't want to be feeling. Um, So yeah, I usually try to stretch or I roll out on like a ball or something that's going to help me release some tension in my body. And then lastly, I'll just say with gratitude is you get to choose how you want to show up in every situation. And I come back to this all the time because sometimes I forget that like, again, my privilege in a lot of different ways um and even the fact that i've worked so hard to cultivate the the life i'm leading right now that i get to choose who i surround myself with who makes me feel good how i can really treat my body and my mind like well and as a temple because they are 
Um, which really leads me into self-care. And if you've followed me and don't call me pretty for a while, I did really kind of like go full force on marketing self-care. <laughs> like so many people in like the wellness, feminism, all like that kind of um, umbrella did, I would say like in 2018, 2019. And I think it was really good for us to start normalizing the term and understanding, okay, self-care is something we need to be doing. Um, maybe we were already doing different self-care practices without knowing what like the term was or what it meant. Um, but it was kind of weird, I felt, because it immediately became tied to like the beauty industry and um, things to do with our appearance and mostly just like physical, like doing sheet masks and baths and stuff like that, which are like, I love all of that. <laughs> but um, I think that it's so much more and I'm learning that as I'm getting older and going deeper into my practice. A really big thing that's been coming up for me this year is just learning how to set and what boundaries are. Um, I think we talk about them, talk about them so much on social media, um, and hear them on podcasts all the time, maybe even in TV shows and stuff. But for me, it's really like with social media, it's not looking at Instagram right when I wake up or mindlessly scrolling through Twitter. I never cared about Twitter before 2020 and then it's like such an easy way to get constant news but I didn't realize that like being inundated with so much of that all the time I was starting to really internalize it. Um, and then boundaries with like people you date, with your friends, people you have relationships with um, and then also your family. This is a big one I'm working on and something that I think is going to be a lifelong lesson. Um, and then next is really just prioritizing what feels good in your mind and your body. So I guess that relates to boundaries and the fact that when you hang out with people that don't make you feel great, it kind of can manifest in like maybe your mind not feeling great or something wrong with your digestive system like me. I have a super sensitive stomach and she will always kind of tell me what's up. <laughs> and something that for my self-care practice that I've really learned is important is spending time alone with my feelings. And I learned this from uh, actually a coach uh, Brandy Tebo, I worked with a few years ago. She's a great friend now. Is that identify, identifying when feelings come up that they're not necessarily positive or negative. You just kind of greet them <laughs> in the same way. So if it's like a feeling that makes you feel icky um, by like I don't know, you can identify it, what it feels like in your physical body. Maybe your chest tightens or your stomach turns. Um, but it's not necessarily negative. Like maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to yell and scream into a pillow. That's still self-care. 
it's just maybe not as frilly and pretty as like what we see <laughs> normalized, but it's again valid. And then for me, going to therapy and finding a therapist that I totally vibe with, like she's she's just the coolest. I am so blessed that I found her. That has been a huge part of my self-care and my healing journey, just like also holding myself accountable to go to therapy. Obviously, in the last year or so, I don't think I've seen her since January or February of 2020. So it's been all virtual and I am grateful that I still have health insurance and I'm able to see her. But yeah, for a while there, we were doing video calls probably once a week. Um, and now I talk to her every few weeks. But it's it's just really good to have someone to talk to that's outside of your close circle, outside of your life, that still knows you, still understands you and gets you. Um, and that can give you kind of reflect yourself back to you, but maybe kind of give you some tough love. Um, one thing I love about my therapist is she never says like, oh man, that must suck that you're going through that. No, she's like, okay, Allie, that's going on. But like, here are some tools to help you get through your day today and move past this because that's why you're here. So that's a huge form of self-care for me. And then I kind of mentioned this already, but like time in nature is really essential to me. And I'm lucky to live in Southern California. There's so much nature that you can get out in all the time. One thing that I really would like to get back into this year would be hiking just because I love or just like nature walks, which Ojai is a perfect place to do that. Yeah. And that kind of goes hand in hand with my next point, which is just like moving physically moving through stuck energy so whether it be practicing yoga walking is a huge form of meditation for me or dancing so I have something that I've invented called a goddess practice what I do is I'll listen to kind of some witchy music or like maybe Florence and the Machine whatever I'm in the mood for in that moment and I'll light my candles, I'll have like my crystals out and just kind of get in it and just have fun and look at myself in the mirror. Sometimes I'm naked, whatever. It's goddess practice. You can do whatever you want. Um, and I think that also goes with like looking at yourself and really looking at and being okay with yourself as a form of self-care in the mirror or um also something I've tried is like sketching my body um, and this is something that an older therapist I, or an old therapist I had who I did not vibe with suggested because um, I was having experience experiencing really um, intense body dysmorphia and having some um, unhealthy thoughts about food and and just I was going through very intense trauma. I don't I mean, all trauma is intense, isn't it? She said, hey, Allie, have you ever just tried to like look at yourself in the mirror and sketch yourself? And I just at that time, this is probably like three or four years ago, I couldn't even sit and look in the mirror at myself and look at my different folds and lines and things that 
now I see and I think they're so beautiful and like goddess-like, hence goddess practice. Um, But that's something I definitely recommend trying and it goes hand in hand again with spending that time alone. Maybe it's reading or back to doing a gratitude journal or Sometimes for me, it's a long phone, especially during quarantine, it's been long phone calls with friends. That's something that um, I forgot how powerful it is to just pick up the phone and call a friend, especially friends who are not nearby or you maybe can't see because we're supposed to, you know, be staying home right now. I'm assuming that things will be the same when this episode (laughs) releases next month. So I really hate like toxic positivity and people who say, oh, I mean, even when uh, COVID started and everything was shutting down and people were like, oh, you're going to spend all this time at home. Like you can pick up a learning a language and get back into like all these creative practices and blah, 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 which I mean, I did. And I think a lot of us did for a while, but it's really unrealistic to me to be like, oh, you're going to create this amazing, beautiful work out of a time when we're experiencing so much collective hardship. And if you do, that's great. Like, that means you can really do anything. But I think that we can look at this time as a time to really go inward and look at, okay, not only how can I maybe change my inner dialogue and speak more kindly to myself, but how can I work to heal like past wounds and things that maybe you didn't even know were an issue uh, for you. I know that's coming up for me a lot. Um, And finding new practices that I was speaking to a friend last night who was doing a card reading for me and realizing like, oh, okay, I have made all this progress internally. And it's not something that you're going to be able to really, you know, share on Instagram or publicize, but it will come through um, in other areas of your life that are really important and it'll just change the way you feel um, and again, raise your self subconscious self-worth, which I think is really important. So if you have any questions or need recommendations on how to start a gratitude practice or maybe how to up, like level up your radical self-care, I'm here. You can DM me at Allie underscore Nagel or um, reach out via email too. Thanks so much. 